Have you ever had a dominant person that was on the team that you had to lead? Almost every team has at least one dominant personality. They're, this is the person that's motivated by winning. They, they love reaching results. And oftentimes they have less empathy for other people on the team. And for the leader, this can be the greatest blessing and the greatest curse all at the same time. These dominant team members have incredible upside. And they're often seen as confident. They're often seen as goal-oriented people who always get results. However, that direct behavior can also be tough to work with, especially if your personality as the leader is at the opposite end of the spectrum. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss how to navigate the dominant personality on your team. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you all are enjoying your leadership growth as much as I'm enjoying producing the content for this show. I spend a great deal of time producing content that I feel is going to add value to you right where you're at in your leadership journey. I love tackling the hard-to-teach and hard-to-learn subjects, and today's topic fits that statement very well. We're talking today about the dominant personality. Is this the ultimate love-hate relationship or what? You know, as I reflect back on these dominant people that I've led over the years, it's like one minute you love them, the other minute they're driving you nuts. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. I remember navigating these types early in my leadership, and boy, was it a challenge. They don't really have a good playbook to give you as a leader on this this person on the team. Uh, I I used to sit there and I'm like, do I go bonkers and throw a chair uh, to get their attention? Do I just turn my head and pretend that they're not even there in fear of them getting even more animated than they already are or worse yet, affecting their stellar performance? Because by and large, I have found that this dominant on the team, they usually do pretty well as it relates to KPIs, getting results, getting things done. It took me getting it wrong a lot to finally uncover the the exact sweet sauce, that emotional intelligence to begin to navigate this with any level of success. And so hopefully that encourages you today if you're listening and you have this person on your team and you're like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to deal with this person. I, I hope that it encourage you, encourages you to know that I, I failed at this for years and didn't know, quite frankly, how to figure it out. You can, in fact, learn how to become a great leader by making mistakes. The key is learning and not quitting. Today, I'm going to share some best practices on this subject that I've uncovered along the way that may save you from some of the pain that I had to endure early in my leadership tenure. I want to start by saying I think it's very important to know who you are as a leader as you navigate this dominant person because one of the pillars of uh, emotional intelligence is self-awareness. 
you, it's really tough to lead other people if you don't know who you are, because who you are has a direct impact on who you lead, your approach, what you're comfortable and not comfortable doing, so on and so forth. If you're a passive leader, you likely see this person as obnoxious and maybe even disrespectful. If you're an assertive leader, you may see this employee as misunderstood and maybe needing boundaries and guidance, which is a healthy spot to be. But maybe you're the aggressive leader. Maybe you were once the dominant employee and now you've become the leader and you, you lean more towards the aggressive side. You may see this person as a threat and someone that is stealing the spotlight and trying to outdo you. And, and boy, can that create some tension. Knowing who you are is going to help you best navigate them, and it's going to help you tailor your approach to them. It's also important to identify them and see if they're showing a trend in their behavior. So you can't let just one thing uh, make you define them as dominant. You got to be looking for signs, and you have to, by true definition, know who they are. Make sure that you're identifying them well so that you can lead them well. Here are some of the ways that you will know if you have this dominant employee. The, the first thing is they have amazing self-confidence. Their strong self-belief, oftentimes it's so strong, it can come off as arrogance and it can turn a lot of people off. The other thing that the dominant is, is that they're very direct. These dominant people usually get right to the point and they can be quite blunt in their communication. Now, let, let me put the asterisks out there. This doesn't always mean that they're disrespectful. It means that they're blunt. They get to the point. They're also very assertive people. They tend to take the lead in situations. And they often dominate discussions. They often dominate meetings. And yes, that means the discussions with you, their leader. They may even seem aggressive at times. They're the one in the meeting that is taking up all the airspace. They're the one in the meeting that is, they're hijacking everything. And everybody else in the room, they're almost uh, afraid to talk or they've just stopped talking because they know they're not going to get a word in edgewise. These dominants are assertive. They're also very impatient. Dominant people like to make progress. They tend to avoid getting bogged down in details. And, and, they, and they give little time uh, to, to having contributions from other people. Because I, I'm just going to take the bull by the horns. I'm just going to get this done myself. And this is often going to be viewed as arrogant from the other team members. So know these traits. This doesn't make them bad people. If you're a passive you're having a very hard time with this because you think they're a monster. You think they're just trying to make everybody miserable. And oftentimes it's not the case. Not, matter of fact, if you think of some of the things I just talked about as far as traits, aren't these some traits of some very strong uh, get-it-done type leaders as well? Maybe this is an opportunity for you, the leader, to help uh, guide them, direct them so that they can become the professional that they're called to be. So before you become this bull in a china shop and you put them in their place, and believe me, I've been there, and, and maybe you're even contemplating if they should be on the team at all. I think it's important to realize that they are tremendous benefits and these folks bring an amazing dynamic to the team. 
they will make strong leaders if they have the aptitude and the willingness, especially during crisis situations. Think about some of these traits of these dominants. Aren't these the type of leaders that typically shine and rise up well in times of crisis when, when all hell is breaking loose? They're not typically rattled by it. They typically thrive at handling stress and heavy workloads. Their energy, it, it's almost contagious on how they stay focused on tasks and goals. And look, they, they can sometimes be perfectionists as well. And so it's like you got to help them with that. But their energy can become magnetic, almost like everybody else in the world is looking at them like, whatever they're having, I'll have some of that. They got energy that just doesn't stop. They're willing to take on new challenges. Dominants are typically not afraid to take risks because back to the trait of self-confidence, almost teetering on arrogance and sometimes going there. But because of that, they're willing to take risks. They're willing to take new challenges. They will typically be an early adopter of change, which is great. However, for every benefit, you will find yourself going behind them often to clean up their mess because they will leave a mess wherever they go oftentimes. There are great challenges in navigating them, no question about it. <clears throat> like I said before, people will be intimidated by them. Their blunt approach is going to rub people the wrong way. It's going to create conflicts that you, the leader, are left mediating. You're almost going to feel like, uh, you know, the judge and the jury every time, you know, hey, the dominant guy said this. Hey, the dominant guy did that. Hey, the dominant girl did this, the dominant. And you're going to be always like feeling like you're cleaning up after them. They're often perceived as arrogant. And when this is left unchecked, it's going to alienate them from the team. And although they're not going to let you uh, see them sweat, this will get to them. So you have to help them. A consequence of having one personality on your team dominate the entire group is that some of the team members are not going to be comfortable sharing their opinion. And good ideas from the team may get lost. They will get lost. They're almost afraid to share their opinion because, you know, if they say something that, uh, you know, the dominant isn't in agreement with, the dominant will just call them out. They'll just tell them, I think that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And if you have passive people on your team, they're going to be like, that sucked. I'm never saying another thing if, as long as he or she is in the room. So you have to help navigate that. You have to help that strong dominant dominant person understand the impact that they're having on the team. And it's not always good. These are very challenging things for you, the leader to navigate, but they are well worth the pursuit so that you can receive the benefits of having them on the squad. Far too often, what I see leaders do is they just coach them out. They weed out the dominant because they are creating chaos on the team. And I'm here to tell you, this is a big mistake. Now, you've heard me say on this show many, many times, you have to guard the culture, and it's no different with a dominant. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There, there is opportunity to salvage this person and make them a star on your team. This is where your leadership perspective must be executed. Always remember, the mission of the leader never changes regardless of the personality type. Our mission, if you were to boil it down in one thing, is to help other people reach their fullest potential. That includes the dominant. You have to have a belief system that your influence 
can smooth out their rough edges. It can bring positive growth in everybody, including them. It's possible that they don't even realize how their behavior is affecting the team. You may not know what their professional life was leading up to this point, their personal life leading up to this point. There might be triggers that have happened along their path that has made them this way. Maybe they've been burnt before. Maybe they've been taken advantage of. We don't really know, but we now have an opportunity. Maybe they've never had a leader that was strong enough to challenge them and create boundaries and hold them accountable. Maybe every other leader that they've had up to this point has done them a disservice and has just discarded them so that it didn't have to deal with all the mess. Well, that's not you. In order to maintain unity within your team, you will want to build on their strengths. Here are a few things that I want you to consider that you can do that can bring out the very best in this dominant person. The first thing that I have seen that, I mean, will light them up is assign them challenging work. I was this person. And so I I lived this as an individual contributor. And I used to love getting assignments from the boss. Now, if you think about it, that sounds kind of crazy. Like who wants more work? Who wants more things to do? Typically the dominant. Many people with dominant personalities, they enjoy being challenged at work. So try to find them projects that's going to test their skills. It's going to challenge their abilities. This oftentimes will keep them engaged. It will help them find meaningful purpose. Not to mention, isn't this a great way to groom them for a potential leadership role in the future? This is a great way for you to make deposits to see if they have what it takes to excel in their career and their influence. The second thing that you have to do is you have to recognize their work. I have found recognition and praise to be fuel for the dominant types, so much so that if they aren't getting it, they'll ask for it. Have you ever had the dominant that literally will come up to you and say, hey, did, did you, hey, boss, did you see how I did that? Hey, did you see what I did? Hey, did you see my results from last week? Hey, did you see I just had the best month of my career? Like they, they crave it. And if they're not getting it, they'll come solicit it. And it, it makes a lot of people feel like they're pompous. Like, dang, you love yourself that much? You have that big of an ego? They love recognition. And I will tell you, there's something endearing about that, right? Because they're coming to you and saying, look, I, your voice matters to me. I want to hear it. So make sure you're recognizing them. I'm not saying like brown those them in public, but when you're having your one-on-ones with them, bathe them with recognition while peppering in accountability. The other thing that's important to do with them is let them chart their own course. Focus on the what, let them figure out the how. They love these kind of challenges. This is going to require from you very heavy discretion and a whole lot of management on your part. However, autonomy is a great way to let these folks drive their creativity. Now, I'm not saying like do something crazy and just let them run the team or start managing and leading people. But what I will tell you is don't give them a ton of detail. If you give them a project, let them chart the course. Let them know what the outcome should look like and let them run with it. Let them figure out the strategy, the how. Now, what you're going to do in those moments is you're going to have check-ins. 
you're going to get feedback. You're going to give direction. You're going to give guidance. But as much leash as you can give them, give it to them. Don't constrain their big ideas. I have found that dominant people often come up with bold ideas, sometimes bold solutions. These are typically innovators, and they can see things before any, anybody else. Their mind is always going. They're always looking. They're, they're typically very forward-thinking. So before you discard their ideas as insanity, ask yourself if they might be onto something. Rather than stifle their enthusiasm, suggest ways their ideas may become even more effective. If you have an alternate suggestion for them, explain how it might offer a quicker route to get them to the end. This will give you the opportunity to create boundaries with them while engaging them in a productive way. Now listen, they will come with crazy ideas. I promise you. I've had things thrown at me from these dominant types that I was like, do you hear yourself talking? Like, this is insane. You just said, uh, we are going to spend the weekend and build a rocket ship and be on the moon by Monday. And in your mind, you're like, they, they're just pie in the sky. They just say things that they know will never happen. Well, I'm also here to tell you that some of the best innovators on planet Earth think that way. Look no further than like an Elon Musk. You know, they, they think beyond what is possible. And so, look, this dominant, they might be the very thing that creates your biggest competitive advantage at some point. So don't constrain their big ideas, but go on that journey with them to create balance. I'm going to tell you that the dominant type will continue to push your boundaries, and it is inevitable that you will you have to be looking for the tough discussions with them, like almost daily. But don't dread them. Embrace them and know that it's making you as a leader better than you were, even if in this moment you don't feel well equipped and you feel like they're taking advantage of you. You, you feel like you're being whipped around a little bit. I don't dread these conversations. I will tell you, even if you feel like you're going to throw up having them because you know what's coming with this person, push through that discomfort. If you don't, you will ruin them. Your approach is everything when you're addressing them. Approach them on their level. Keep conversations very targeted and very brief. Speak with confidence. Avoid generalizations and whatever you are talking about, support it with evidence. This is a big piece. Don't miss this one, leader. Without evidence, they're going to ask for it. If you don't have it, you run the risk of them feeling targeted. Not to mention, the more evidence that you have, the greater the likelihood of them identifying with it and helping them to modify their approach. Now, when I say evidence, I don't want you to get this feeling like you are a lawyer in a courtroom trying to prove them wrong. What I am saying is, is that you have to be very specific and you have to come with substance because if you don't, you're going to lose credibility with them and they will feel targeted because they've been targeted probably their entire life and they're going to feel like you're you're like everybody else. Always when you are having the tough conversations, discuss the impact of their behavior. So often I have found that this dominant person is not aware of their beha- how their behavior is affecting you and the team. Talk privately with them. 
in private is where you're going to win the battles with them and use specific examples. Make sure you are offering correction to them privately. This is a key point. If you address a dominant person publicly, you, are, you have just started the fight. Their ego is often way too big to allow them to take the high road. They just can't. They, they probably even want to. They probably even look back and regret on all the times that they blew the lid off the top when they were called out publicly. But they will. I promise you, they just can't help themselves. Find a way to strike the balance with creating boundaries, but yet finding a way to give them a soft landing. And this is like... This is, you know, emotional intelligence, 10x stuff, man. And I get that. It is hard to find the balance. But you can't go too strong with these folks because you will break them. There can be a lot to learn from dominant personalities, especially if you tend to overthink things or aren't as confident in your decision making just yet. Create ways to work the positives into your leadership style, all while learning to work with other styles and other personalities. And I promise you, you will be well on your way to building a high-impact, results-driven team. Appreciate you all joining today. I hope you are even more challenged than ever before to lead your teams well, including the dominant. If the content of the show has been serving you, You would help us a great deal by leaving a rating and a review from wherever you stream the show. It's these very ratings and reviews that help provide the social proof that we need to help other leaders get to our content. We appreciate you doing that. As always, we appreciate your support of the Champion Forum podcast, and we appreciate you listening in. Until next week, keep leading well, keep inspiring others, and keep winning big. And never forget that you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.